Well, uh, welcome everyone to breakout session three. Uh, we have uh, here present today Francis Kneebone. Uh, Francis is from V2 Training. Uh, the title of uh, his presentation today is eBooks Development and Design. The 2011 Horizon Report identifies eBooks as one of the fastest emerging technologies for teaching and learning in the e-learning space. This session will include information on the future direction of the eBook, give you some practical demonstration on how to create your own dynamic texts with rich media for learners in any context. Francis Sneeban is a senior e-learning consultant and trainer for v2training.com.au. He's an experienced RTO manager and e-learning developer and passionate about the use of technology to enhance teaching and learning. Francis has also worked with the Australian Flexible Learning Framework as a senior project manager. He has an online social media profile, uh, Twitter, at Francis Kneebone, and website, www.v2training.com.au. Over to you, Francis. Okay, thank you. Um, so this session is about e-books, and um, just to kick off, I'll just show you an e-book, just so we sort of get on the same page about what I'm talking about, because there might be some different ideas about, there what, about what e-books are, but there are actually um, quite a variety of things that you could call an e-book as well. Um, this is an EPUB format book. It's the most popular uh, format uh, that EPUBs, sorry, that eBooks are sort of uh, being developed in. Um, and this is being viewed through um, an eBook reader called iBooks, which is on the iPad. Now, most um, new smartphones or tablets have some kind of e-reader. You can download other e-readers to see and look at eBooks. Yeah. Um, Kindle, yes. Some of the multimedia I'm going to show you that I've embedded will only work probably on the Kindle Fire, which is sort of the, the latest Kindle, which also has uh, video and multimedia and stuff like that. Um, and this, this is one of the dilemmas, is that there are, there are so many different types of e-readers and there's so many different types of e-reader formats. It's um, a very complicated area to try and get right um, and to try and make content that's going to work across uh, all devices for your learners. So there's lots of problems with ebooks too. I'm going to talk about that as well. So as much as I love them, there's a whole bunch of issues. So this is an ebook. Um, as you can see, you can flick through uh, as you would a real book. It's really designed for touch. It's not so much designed for reading on a bigger screen. Um, I've uh, embedded uh, videos here, which can go full screen as well for the learner. There's a, a video lecture actually living inside the book. It's not streaming It's not um, streaming from YouTube. It's actually inside the book using HTML5 tags that's been placed inside the book. There's also an uh, audio version of that. Um, and there's many other things you, you can now do with EPUB books. You can start to add in um, dynamic uh, graphics, for example, or, or diagrams and things like that. So people are experimenting with the different tags. So I just wanted to show you that, and I might pass it around. So if you want to play with this ebook, you can play with that and have a look. Um, and I'll, I'll start my talk. I just thought I'd start by actually showing you an ebook. Um, and that book will render the same on an iPhone, on an Android, um, Android tablets, most things. Um, it will look the same on. It's uh, called EPUB. Yeah, and I'll talk a bit about different file formats. And it's not really, um, I'll explain. EPUB's not really a file format, really. It's actually more like a, a, a zipped up website. Um, but I'll explain that. What I've got for you 
is uh, a links page with all my notes for my talk at this web address. Please don't put that into Google. That's actually a web address. bit.ly slash 25 capital W ebooks. I just ran a, a series of 25 workshops in Queensland and that's why it's called 25W. Um, also has a link to my Prezi. It has a um, links to uh, some studies, some resources, some examples. I even made an ebook of the notes. You can download from there as well if you want to download an ebook version of the notes. Or you can just write it down and access it at home. What it looks like is this. That's the notes page. As you can see, lots of notes. There's even instructions on how to uh, develop your own ebook, how to embed media as well. So it's bit.ly slash 25w ebooks. It will look nice on your mobile phone as well, which is really important, I think. So you can look it up now on your smartphone if you don't have a computer with you, or on your iPad, and you should be able to see that notes. It's made in Google Docs. It's just an open document anybody can view. Okay, everyone got that down at least somewhere? If you don't, the person next to you does. So I'll just keep going. Uh, you'll see in my Prezi, I won't go into that. There's some other talks I've got notes on as well if you want to check out some other talks I've done this year. Okay, I'm just going to cover, I don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to cover just a few things. A little bit about the book industry, a little bit, a little bit about what's possible with ebooks, and a little bit about ebook development. Okay, so bookstores, bookstores are closing down. The physical book is in, in recline. I've got a, um, a podcast, a link to a podcast on the notes page of an ABC um, national radio program, um, Australia Talks, where they were talking about ebooks just last week. And they had um, some publishers on there who were saying it's been the worst book sales in 35 years for the industry in terms of physical books. So it's, it's really um, it's changing this space. and. Uh, the ebook workshops I've run down uh, sorry, up in Brisbane have been extremely popular because everybody wants to know about ebooks. It's a very popular topic at the moment. I want you to go to this discussion board on your smartphone or whatever computer you've got with you. Um, and if you don't have that, just talk to the person next to you. We can do that as well. Um, it's todaysmeet.com slash ebooks. You'll find it's an open discussion board where you can write um, your thoughts about. Um, about ebooks, where are you at? Are you reading them? Are you downloading them? Do you have an e-reader? Are you getting one for Christmas? Um, Kindles are selling like hotcakes apparently. Have you have you used an ebook reading app on your phone? Have you tried making an ebook? Tell us your story. And if you don't have the technology to do it, use that. Um, like I said, just talk to the person next to you for a couple of minutes. Okay, just as these come up on the screen, if if you're not aware, this is a tool called todaysmeet.com. It's free to set up a live discussion um, with your own customized web address, and you can say, well, within two hours, it'll self-destruct and disappear. So if you don't have Moodle, you don't have a big LMS, you can start using e-learning straight away in the classroom. Just go to todaysmeet.com and use things like that. <laughs> no, I, I have used it at TAFEs. It's blocked at a few TAFEs, but it's not blocked at every TAFE, I can say that. You can put a timer on it. Takes literally 20 seconds to set up. You give it a name, time frame, go, and you've created a today's meet. 
But I'm not here to talk about today's meet. No. <laughs> um, we've got some comments up there, and the great thing is everyone can view the comments. And this is an important point, though, in terms of ebooks. Today's meet is mobile friendly, and that's why I use it, because it works on smartphones, tablets, laptops. This is where we need to head with almost everything we're doing. Is try and, it's a challenge, but try and make, make interactivity and content that will work across platforms as much as possible. Because as you can see, everyone can then engage with that. It doesn't matter what kind of device they've got. Okay, so tell me some of your stories. What the person talk, you were talking with um, next to you about ebooks. What's your experience with ebooks? Some people have said um, they get library books on my phone through Overdrive from the council. Yeah, that, that you can get ebooks now from the library. And I think the library space isn't going to go away. In fact, librarians are very important people in terms of coaching people in the use of new technologies, and they always have been. I think librarians were the gatekeepers of email when email first arrived, and now they're the gatekeepers of, well, how do you, people are going to come into libraries and say, I've got this Kindle thing, how do I use it? So librarians are very important people and need these skills also to train others. Currently using PDFs, that's good. Now, PDF is an ebook. It's, a, it's, a, it's defined as an ebook. Um, the problem with PDF is PDF renders for an A4 page. So when you're looking at a PDF on your smartphone, I'm sure you've all tried this, um, you've got to zoom in many, many times to read things and scan around, whereas an, uh, an EPUB format has no set pages, so you can, res you can resize the fonts. There is no page four, five, six, seven, because it depends on how big the reader is and how big the font is. So that's the difference between really a PDF and an EPUB. PDFs, you can add interactivity as well. But, um, Calibra, great. That's a great tool. There's these free tools you can use, and you'll see that in the notes page, and that's one of the ones we use to develop ebooks. Um, assessment purposes, yep. Okay, so that you've, you've got some um, experience there with, with ebooks. So you sort of know. Are you talking about today's meet? Okay. Um, yes. So yeah, the, the idea of books being more than just text has been around for thousands of years. There's sort of magic stories and folklore about these magic books that do more than just give you text inside a book. And if we look through popular um, history, you can see uh, it looks like an iPad, doesn't it? Does it? Can anyone tell me what movie that's from? That's right, that's from 1969. This is from 1979. It's the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, predicted this, I guess, in a futuristic sense. This idea of a book, there was a fountain of knowledge, could access content, had multimedia inside it. Really, we kind of have this now. We have these these e-readers and these e-books. 1996. This is Star Trek episode. Sorry, it's, it's not very good with the VGA here with the bright lights. But basically someone there has a tablet computer in their hand. That's 1996. And the idea of a computer becoming more like a book or something you can hold in your hand, like, a, like we have iPads now, very popular, um, that's been around for a lot longer than the iPad as well. The idea of computers becoming like tablets, more like books you can write on and you can view, you can share. Um, that's been around for a while. But it's, I guess I would say Apple didn't invent the tablet computer, but I would also say Apple's 
um, perfected it in such a wonderful way to become really popular. Um, but they're definitely the first to use it. And books have evolved at the same time. When I was in high school, we had textbooks that started to come with, I don't know if you remember, the CD-ROM sticky tape to the front cover. So that was the idea of an e-book. It's, it's this book that's evolving into something more than just text. And that they still find these around the place. I don't know what people do with discs. There's less and less equipment will play the discs. They're trying to enhance the book. It's only 2010 the iPad came out, and which I still, still confuses me because I feel like it, surely it's been longer than that. Um, and if you tell me I'm wrong, I'll gladly accept that. But I'm pretty sure it's 2010. So we're still only at this, this place now, but I just want to play devil's advocate to start with. Is, is ebooks the right direction to be walking in in terms of content? Because we get excited by Kindles, are very popular. My dad just got a Kindle, and he's a little technophobe, but he's, he loves it. He's downloading heaps more books. He's reading more, actually, because of the Kindle. So it can actually make people read more. Google are scanning every book in the world into a digital form. Well, that's their goal. Oh, um, there's a real buzz around this EPUB, HBUB. There's an argument about well, which standard are we going to arrive at that's going to sort of be the ebook standard that PowerPoint exports to this ebook standard. Um, but it's static, static content. You make the book, you give it to the learner, it doesn't change much. It's not dynamic like the web. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? You can buy the new version, or I can give you the new version. Yep, that's right. Yeah, you can definitely build dynamic experiences around that. But I guess what I'm saying is the content itself um, is static, and it's you've then given it to them. Whereas in this format, Web WebKit-based browsers, HTML5, you can have um, eBooks that live in the cloud. Um, content lives in the cloud or, or lives online that can be changed all the time. I think we do, when we do have internet everywhere, maybe we'll say, well, why would you want an ebook when you can just access content anytime? Um, these are just questions I'm asking. Which direction is it going to head? Will will this just be a transitional technology? We a lot of people are very excited about ebooks e e at the moment, but do you hear what I'm saying? When we have internet everywhere, you think, well, why would you? Download a book. You can, just, you can look at it any time straight into the web. But people are excited by ebooks because of the offline potential. Particularly RTOs I've talked to who are based in mines or agricultural areas in Queensland, because they're saying, "Oh, if we can give our learners an iPod Touch or something more affordable than that, even, and preload it with ebooks, we can. Uh, they can be offline. They don't need to have fast internet. They can have all the relearning content." on a device ready to go. And that's very attractive for people trying to do training in those spaces. There are significant changes happening. Uh, consider that Australia Talks podcast. Listen to that sometime. It was only from last week. And they're talking about the ebook industry in Australia and the book industry versus the ebook industry. It's a really good, really good talk. Um, they're giving tax breaks to authors to try and help authors out. Like this, this whole industry is turning on its head. And it, it's just like... Yeah, well, it's just like the music industry, the movie industry, software even. Software has gone from boxes 
that have been sent over on a boat to I upgraded my operating system online for 30 bucks. You know, it's things are becoming digitized, and when that happens, um, the whole industry changes, and you get some efficiencies, and you also get probably some other questionable changes as well. And you think, well, is that a good thing? It's definitely effic more efficient to be able to um, carry around a Kindle and carry around a bag full of textbooks. Um, what I find really interesting is architecture is changing because of because of uh, where we access content. Um, so libraries, libraries are changing in nature. Um, they look different. I don't know if you've seen any many modern council libraries. And libraries are still really important places for meeting um, and learning and sharing um, information. But it's not rows and rows and rows and rows and rows and rows of books so much. It's more open planning. Uh, there's more collaboration spaces. There's Wi-Fi. There's sort of big square lounges. You know, it's a, it's a different feel. So the fact that even our physical environment's changing. Um, and someone mentioned in that NBN video about bricks and mortar. Maybe budgets put into bricks and mortar may increase. I find that really interesting that this digitization of a book suddenly changes all this other infrastructure. Can you share or resell? It's very difficult to share or resell an ebook currently. There's not many uh, secondhand ebook stores online, and the ones I've seen, I've been told, you know, be careful, you can't trust a lot of them with your money. And people love um, handing on a book, sharing a book. So there's some questions about is ebook are ebooks a good thing? At the same time, is it a transitional technology like microfilm? Not many people are using microfilm anymore, but will this EPUB format only last two or three years? So I have these questions about this as much as I'm excited about it. I think some of the good things about a return to a book that's static is it's a return to ordered and contained content. And sometimes that's a good thing because we have to put a bit more thought into, okay, well, if we're going to give this ebook, e-textbook to our learners for a year, we'll put a lot of thought into what we write and we're going to make sure it's well ordered and we can't just go in and make last minute changes. So yes, it's less fresh and current and dynamic, but maybe there's a good thing about that I'm suggesting. To return to the content expert, I think as well, the whole idea of Web 2.0 where everybody was, was contributors to the web and we still are. but. Um, Suddenly, everyone's, everyone's a journalist. Um, everyone's an expert on everything. Um, maybe this book market, I'm seeing there are, is a return of, well, this person actually knows what they're talking about and they've written a book about that. Maybe that's a good thing to return to that, a little bit of that as well. You've probably seen Morgan and Stanley's reports predicting in a couple of years the majority of Web content will be viewed through mobile devices, not through desktop devices. And that's also part of what's happening, the portability of the web, making it much easier for ebooks to get around and be used. Now if I just have my iPad. There's other things that could constitute as as ebooks. There's tools which I put in a category called aggregated content. This is the idea that content, as it suggests, is aggregated from the web and, and put together for you. It's curated for you. The content comes to you. Um, has anybody used Flipboard before? This is one of my, the most beautiful apps, I think, on the iPad. 
And it's a good example of aggregated content. Basically, it makes you an e-magazine um, on any topic you choose. So it creates the content, well, it gathers the content and displays it for you. So here's one on robots that I made. I can flick through the magazine like a magazine. And it will bring up videos and images. I can zoom in. I can share articles. I can make notes. I can tweet it off. Um, and really, that's it's like a, it's a form of an e-book or an e-magazine. It's in that category, and it's aggregated automatically by a system. The downside is there's no human editing this. There's a system generating this. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a number of I can't think off the top of my head. There is a number of ag aggregating magazine apps now, and um, they're they're usually free because they're full of advertising anyway. Um, yeah. A wonderful way to experience content, I find. Flipping board, yeah. So Flipboard's been very popular, so probably Flipping board is similar. Both three. Both three. Yep. There's also things you can do on your, in, in your browser, like um, Feedly, um, Google Reader, this idea of aggregating content to yourself. And I, I, I'm interested in this space and wondering if a lot of e-learning content in the future, a percentage of it will be automatically made by a system. And that's what we call Web 3.0, is system-generated content. So Web 2.0 is user-generated. Web 3.0 is when a system is generating content for you. Our Facebook does it. We like certain things. We have this flow of information suddenly in our Facebook wall of telling us information that we've brought to ourselves, but a system's organized it. Okay, sorry, I mentioned that's a bit of an out-of-the-box thing from eBooks, but I think it's relevant. E-magazines. Uh, there's another form of e-books, and there's also e-magazines. Nearly every e every magazine you can think of in Australia is trying to get uh, an e-version that works on different devices. Um, this is an e-magazine made by an RTO in Brisbane to train their staff in the training and assessment qualification. And this was built using InDesign, so an expensive product. But the results are quite, um, quite So the teachers can flick through the content like a, like a magazine. There's embedded videos. There's rollover content. And they've also made an interactive PDF version of this, and now they're working on the EPUB version of this. So Australians love magazines. They're one of the biggest purchases of magazines per capita in the world, apparently. So they've deliberately made this a magazine with a magazine-looking cover, and I find it quite engaging. Even the contents page, you go, oh, I'm actually even going to read this. They thought, I'm not just going to make a 20-page PDF of text for our, to teach our teachers. Let's make an e-magazine. So that's an example of, I guess, an e-book as well, or an e-magazine. Mm. Yeah, it can convert it into a number of different formats once you've built the content. So yes, this is unfortunately, in one sense, in Flash. That's a Flash version. So it's not going to work on any mobile device. My big believer thing should. But it was a good place to start. Um, like I said, they've now made an interactive PDF version and just found other ways to do the interactivity. And now they're making the EPUB version. 
this is one of the problems with ebooks. There's always we're in this new space with ebooks. It's a kind of an emerging technology in education. So there's all these different formats, all these different readers. Yeah, it's not fun. Not fun at all. I totally agree, and that's why I brought that up straight at the start. The more I look into this, the more I got into, excited about it, then I went, hang on, um, is this the future? Maybe HTML5 is the future. Yeah, so I'm with you there. But I can tell you ebooks are still very popular at the moment, um, and will continue to be. You can subscribe to e-magazines online. There's marketplaces where you may even put your learning content, where people may find you and find out about your diploma of business because you've got an e-magazine or an e-book in the e-book store. Uh, why not? You know, put your place there. That's um, Hacker Quarterly for 99 cents. There's also apps as books. I haven't got any on my iPad at the moment, but um, I'm, we've got on another one. But there's things like, um, sorry, if I can't tell you, I won't even show you. I won't, if I can't show you, I won't even tell you that. There's also social tools with ebooks as well. That's the idea of a discussion forum sitting across an, an ebook title. Um, with iBooks now, um, there's a new feature being added in the contents page where I can email the notes. Sorry, I didn't explain that. Just, um, just jump turn this again. Just by holding down my finger, I can highlight a section, or I can make a sticky note on that section. I can then email myself the notes, or I could email a trainer the notes. So technically, you could have a set of questions that the learner then emails off to the trainer. Yes, there's authentication issues with that. <laughs> But it's something. It's, it could be used as an activity. Now, on, on your notes page that I shared with you, I've put uh, a full list of all the different types of e-readers and then e-reading formats. And there's hundreds of e-reading formats. Um, here's just a, a, a little snapshot summary. You'll see that there's all these different readers. You've got Android devices, Kindles, iPads, and there's a lot more than that. And plain text documents, .txt files, okay, they pretty much a view on everything. That's a, it's a pretty good standard. HTML is also good, or especially HTML5 standard. Um, it's going to play on nearly every device. Um, and then PDF, and then EPUB, and you'll see a whole bunch of other e-reading formats. EPUB is probably settling as the most popular universal format to build an e-book into. If you are going to build an e-book, like the ones I've, one I've shown you, consider building it in EPUB. So that's just to show you that you can read. Okay, sorry. So EPUB is a format, okay, like PDF, .pdf, .epub. Now, like I said before, EPUB isn't actually like a Word file or a docx or a doc or a PDF. It's actually a zipped up package of media and text and HTML, um, and XML, and CSS, like a website. And just to illustrate that, I'm going to um, crack open an ebook for you. 
while I switch off my screen. Okay, that's, that's the child, that ebook was about child protection, so you're using community services. That's a child protection EPUB book file. This is a little bit of a hack, but if you want to crack open an ebook, almost any ebook you can do this, if it's EPUB, is what I'm going to do, where it says EPUB, I'm going to change it to zip. Like I said, it's a bit of a hack. <laughs> There's other programs you can get that will open EPUBs for you, but if you just want to go in and edit it, or play with it, or embed videos like I have, here's just the hack way to do it. You change it to a zip file, and now I have a zip file. Um, I unzip it. And there it is. It's a folder. Okay, so it's not like a, a, a document file. Okay, so get that um, just into your understanding. When you think EPUB, think a zipped up website that's offline, not like a file format. So inside you have these different folders. And typical to a website, you've got a container file, you've got image files, that's a style sheet there. The CSS style sheet. So I can change the look and feel, the design, the background colors, many, many things you can do in CSS, you can then do an EPUB. Just by changing that, I can change a lot of things about my, my ebook. There's a folder for all the images. There's then text sections, and that audio is just an MP3. The video is an MP4. This is just a HTML editor. That's the ebook on the right, and that's the HTML on the left. And it's as simple as referencing your video file and using the video tags, which is a HTML5 standard. I've got, in your notes page, I've got a full guide for you, step-by-step, step, how to embed videos and audio into an ebook. So you can take that with you. I won't go right through it now. But basically, it's like adding video to a website, referencing the file. But you've got to use HTML5 tags. Interestingly, um, a lot of ebook readers and a lot of mobile browsers are more advanced in accessing modern content than Internet Explorer 7 and 8, which is stuck on most government computers. This is actually more advanced. As you can see also, the text, the text is plain. There is no actual pages. There's not page one, page two, page three. There's sections, because you can actually build a contents page to jump to different sections. And like I said, the text might change, because someone might change the font size. Um, then all the pages change. So there's no set pages. It's a different way of thinking about content. So I'll just say, so I'm rushing through it, so I make you seasick. Um, one of the best ways to share an ebook with your learners, I just mentioned this quickly, is probably in the cloud using something like Dropbox or Evernote. Um, Dropbox, the notes page I've given you, the ebook example I've given you, which is an ebook of these notes. Um, I'm using Dropbox, so when you click it, it, it can then download it. It'll say, do you want to download this onto your phone or onto your tablet? 
So um, that's a good way to share ebooks. You can always put them up in your LMS, um, or you can sync them, or you can try and get them into a bookstore online as well. Uh, sorry. Uh, yes. So I might just sort of finish there and just do questions. So the talk's kind of big, so I'll just, I'll just do questions. That's the first question. Um, yes, they can get quite large. If you add, and we've done this before, we've made this mistake, if you add a number of like 10 minute videos inside a book, you then have, you know, 50, 60 meg um, large ebooks that take forever to download, especially if someone's using their phone data to download the ebook. And this is one of the issues you've got to think through with ebooks. Um, do you either make them smaller, not too much media, or do you, it depends on your situation. Some people are preload, like I said, preloading ebooks onto devices to give to the learners as part of the way they run their training. That way it's not an issue. Um, but if you are expecting learners to click and download, yeah, you, you don't want them to be too big. The thing that makes them too big is lots of big video files. Yeah. Any other questions? Yeah. The other, the other issue with um, ebooks, I think, is that they don't naturally play in the browser on, on a laptop or a desktop. They're built for mobile. So you, you might want to put up a little icon on your website saying, um, get the ebook version here. That way they know and you can explain which, which devices it'll play on. Um, there are things you can add to your browsers so you can then read ebooks on your computer, which is not really ideal. In fact, you have to take that extra step. So again, as you mentioned, HTML, HTML5 is really probably a more universal format for digital content. Um, but yeah, that can be an issue. Another way to make ebooks, um, if you go to Zamzar, Z-A-M-Z-A-R, it's a very crude way to make an ebook. <laughs> it's a file conversion tool online. You can now convert to a number of different ebook formats. So if you upload a Word document or a PDF, you can convert it to EPUB um, online. And, but maybe have a look at what it looks like. If it, if it doesn't look as you were hoping, you can crack it open and fix it up. Pages, which comes on Mac, is like the equivalent of Microsoft Word on Mac. It's a $30 app. Um, now exports to EPUB. And I've actually embedded video and audio in a Pages document, exported it as an EPUB, and it all worked. So if you, <laughs> or, so if you don't... Um, want to try and work out all the coding behind how to set up an EPUB with multimedia, get pages, get um, InDesign, um, Seagull and Calibra. We've listed a whole bunch in that notes page I, I shared at the start, which I'll put back up because some people might have not got it. Any other questions? Yes. Mm. Uh, textbooks, I th I, there's a little bit happening. I think textbooks are way behind 
popular books um, and and how-to books and self-help books and religious books and cooking books. All that's gone into the ebook world, um, as usual. Um, unfortunately, education is a bit behind in that. So I think we'll start to see more textbooks. I know in Brisbane, like I said, there's all this popularity around ebooks. All these RTOs are going, wow, we're converting everything into ebooks. I've been saying, whoa, 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 don't convert everything to ebooks only. Um, ebooks is a great thing to offer that person who loves reading a book on the train on their iPhone. Yep. But it doesn't, you shouldn't, you've got to cut off a whole bunch of other learners if you think it's all about ebooks now. But I'm sort of selling you ebooks today with a cautious kind of message as well that it could be a transitional technology. It's a complicated technology. Um, when it works, though, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful way to read. Mm. Yeah. And I'm probably speaking more from the vacational training sector with, compared to universities. Yeah. Okay. Um, just, just want to mention very, very, very quickly is Google eBook Store, which is, is just fairly new. And the Google eBook Store, I think, is the right direction to head. Sorry, I'm not saying them as a company. I'm saying what they're doing is that they're putting their eBooks in the cloud, um, and you, you purchase a book, you can download it, you can rip it down as a as an EPUB, but you can keep it in the cloud, like iTunes is heading in that direction too. But you can then read it on your reader. Notice I don't use the word Kindle there, so <laughs> deliberately. Um, you can read it on the web, you can read it on your Apple products, you can read it on your Android products. So you, and it, it, it remembers where you're up to in the book. And this is how people are behaving, that people don't stay on one device, they switch between different devices. So I think that's a solution for that, uh, that problem of accessibility. Yeah, there must be some. Yeah, sure. There must be some thinking method. Yeah. So this, this is fairly new. I'm just saying it's a trend where ebooks might be heading in terms of the way they're stored and delivered and get around that problem of multiple devices. So, say for instance, I've got documents that I'm using and learning at the moment. Yep. How would you translate all that? I'd use. Um, Calibra, which is one of the tools I mentioned, um, it's free to download to your to your PC. It's an open source. I think it's open source. Or it's free anyway, and it just converts what you've got into an ebook. You then build content pages, front covers. Um, 
or the content you've got may render in something like pages or InDesign. It depends how complicated your HTML is. If you've got flash files in there and stuff like that, that's not going to, sorry, that's not going to convert. No, that'd be, you might as well, you might as well write something from scratch, really, to be honest. Yeah. A lot of toolboxes are still built in flash. Um, to convert it to an ebook, yeah. So an ebook might be, again, I'm not saying you should convert everything over to ebooks. An ebook might be a complementary offering to your students, particularly those who, who, who like to read, who are into ebooks. And they are becoming very popular, the idea of ebooks. So it might be something to just to consider in your e learning strategy, thinking about ebooks, yeah. More question. Sorry. Uh, so publish. Mm. Yep. Yep. Yes. Well, again. Uh, the one I use, there would be others, but the one I use, pages on the Mac, if someone's got a Mac somewhere, get pages, $30, you build your content once, export to PDF, export to EPUB, export to whatever else it exports to. Um, yeah, so again, the, the, yes, yes, there's tools, you, you can go back and edit it, and then you'd have to republish all those formats. It's just a universal uh, uh, pain in the bum with e any you're learning, actually. <laughs> but yeah. Well, um, Francis, that was a, a very compelling presentation and I have, a, I have a number of questions which I'd like to ask, but I think that you've answered a fair proportion of those in your presentation. It's only fitting for me to uh, award you with a, an actual physical book that, <laughs> uh, that in the past uh, humans used to use to disseminate knowledge. Yeah. So that brings me to one question, if I may. Mm. Um, do you have any reservations as to the rapidity and the um, the knowledge packaging and constraints on where knowledge is being aggregated by these large providers who are sure they're distributing um, knowledge in different formats but they're also perhaps locking down some of the ways that we would otherwise freely distribute Un uncosted to other yeah, people. Yeah, sure. The same concerns people had with the iTunes store. Probably, probably that's a perfect example. It's almost the same uh, sense of, oh, hang on, is it, um, are we all going to go through one company? Are you going to dictate how content can be shared? Um, and it is so much easier to share a paper book. Um, I think it's only around the corner, though. There'll be some innovative companies and startups come, come up with the, the perfect uh, second-hand e-book store, and they'll make millions of dollars. Someone's going to do it. Everyone's talking about it. I've, I've, I was researching for a good solution, but it's almost like everyone's saying this needs to happen and no one's actually found a way to do it. Okay. Please join me in thinking. Uh, yes. Thank you.